Welcome again to Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Back to the Future one enchantment under the sea minute at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. Today we... Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm Amanda Haas. (laughs) (laughs) This trip just fell right into it. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> and the tra- <laughs> the adventure continues. Trust me, it's not you. Can we? Can we like? Can when this is over? Can we? I'll do it. But can we have like a super cut of all the times that I've done that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think it has to be done, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I bet. We, I bet. That's a good like half hour worth of. Probably. <laughs> um. Today we are going back to minute seventy seven. Uh, where, hey, hey, that never happens. Uh, in 77, where, uh, what starts, <laughs> where, what? What, where what starts with <laughs> Marty uh, putting his, his uh, super cool signature on the letter meant for his dear friend Doc. It ends with the enchantment uh, under the sea dance. First off, I, I uh, yeah, Marty's handwriting is uh, pretty, pretty great. Mm-hmm. Pretty magnificent. Um and I love that uh, Lou has uh, stationery. I think that's pretty great. Yeah, kid. I write letters <laughs> too to my doc. <laughs> I, I just imagine him like asking Lou for the stationery. It's just like, what was you that conversation ne- like? You will never come to me with a normal thing, will you? <laughs> <laughs> like you're beeping, you're asking for things for free. Get out of here! You're punching kids in the face. You're telling my kitchen guy he's gonna be the mayor. <laughs> Who is the weirdest, the weirdest human I've ever met? <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I I feel like uh, Lou and Lorraine's dad are like BFFs, mm-hmm. and we just they're like on a bowling team together, yeah. and we just never hear about it. Like their their wives go to their wives like hang out all the time. Yeah. Yeah, Lou and Mr. Baines. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sam Baines mm. and Lou Carruthers. Come on, those are their best buds. Oh yeah, That's... for sure. They have kind of <laughs> like a... together. Oh yeah. yeah. No, they have kind of like a Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell and True Detective kind of thing. <laughs> Where they just stare um... at each other in respect. <laughs> So, uh, also, I love the emphasis on 1985 that Marty puts. Any time in 1985, though. Yeah. Sure, like New Year's Eve. January 1st, that's fine. Just open it up. Well, the weird thing is, like, this this takes place relatively late in 1985. It's October. So, if, if he were to open it on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, he would have, like, 10 months to prepare. Yeah. Not to Whatever mention, that he was. doesn't know what this letter is. He could be like, oh, Marty wrote me a letter. I get to read it now. And then it's like, what? oh, you die. <laughs> you think he spent like... They're at the, they're at the New Year's Eve party <laughs> together. What's like, that? And Doc just, like a, Doc just accosts Marty. He's like, what the hell is what this? What the hell is that? Marty's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You looked because... at me in the eyes and you lied to me. And Marty's just like, I haven't done anything yet. I said I would see the future. <laughs> I said I'd see the stars. Uh, oh, man. Um, I keep forgetting that Doc's still rich. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't you know, strike so, you as a rich guy. He doesn't have that attitude. No, not at all. But everyone knows that he's rich, and so this cop just comes up for a bribe. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a deleted scene here where he does bribe him. 
um, when I... Well, I mean, it's strongly hinted that that's what's going on here. Like, he opens up his wallet in the money section. He's yeah, like, let yeah. me see if I can find that permit somewhere. But I just mean, it's like, like, like there was a scene where it wasn't hinted, and it just was shown. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. When I uh, yeah. when I went to go see this movie two summers ago, when they were playing it like at the Cinemark for like their classic series or what have you, um, mm-hmm. I took my friend Claire because she had never seen the movie like ever before, and uh, at the part where he's like, "Hey, you got a permit?" and he kind of Doc kind of turns his head towards the camera and he's like, "Yeah, I have it right here," and my friend like she grabbed my hand and she was like, and I was like, "What? What is it?" and she was like, "Is he going to? Is he going to kill that cop?" <laughs> I'm like, what about Suddenly you're like, oh, that's why he was mixed up with terrorists. <laughs> yeah. And I, Doc's, Doc's a cold-blooded murderer. Yeah, the, the, the way that Christopher Lloyd delivered that line, my, my friend just thought that he was going to, like, slit that cop's throat <laughs> and, like, hide him under the tarp or something. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. <laughs> Marty gets into the DeLorean. There's just a dead cop next to him. <laughs> you take that to 1985, Marty. <laughs> take that to 1985. Nobody will know what happened. And you bury it. In fact, I'm just going to start doing that. I'm going to start sending bodies to the future and you're going to kill them. And then and then and then Doc invents Looper. Yeah, Doc invents Looper. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if instead of Jeff Daniels it was Christopher Lloyd? That'd be pretty phenomenal. Oh man. Yeah, this uh this uh this police officer, uh, not the best not the best guy. Yeah, and but it's he's weirdly unrepresentative of of what we know about Hill Valley. Yeah, like all all of a sudden, like the 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 chief of police is is dirty. Well, he's just not. First of all, I don't think that guy's the chief of police. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering around the city. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, I got the night beat tonight, uh, chief of police. Um, this is Jamestown in the 1600s. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't uh, I don't know. I think. I think it's not so much that he's dirty. It's just that, like, no one respects Doc Brown. And they're just like, ah, he's rich. I'll get some. He's like the whitey of of Hill Valley. Well, yeah. Like, okay, so I just watched the deleted scene again just, like, in preparation for this. But uh, he actually seems kind of, like, chummy with Doc in it. Like, he's like, oh, you're going to blow it up? Like, is you going to set it on fire again? And he's like, no, I promise I won't this time. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Okay, here's your money. <laughs> uh, but but for real though, I need that bribe. <laughs> but for real though, in all reality, give me money. I will yeah. I will t- I will legit call the cops if you don't. <laughs> I wait. He is the cop. No, no. he doesn't have to call <laughs> anybody. I will legit call the cops. I wait, I thought you were the cops. Shit! And he just runs away. That's not a real <laughs> cop. You don't want at all. Oh my god! You know, Harrison wasn't a real cop this whole time. <laughs> Um, and then Marty, Marty puts the letter in, in Doc's coat pocket, which I'm just like, there, there's a million places you could have put that. Like, why would you put it in the place that he's pretty much guaranteed to find it <laughs> in the next five tonight? Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, how awful, crazy. Well, how awful would it be if he never found it? I mean, you put it somewhere obvious, but put it somewhere. He's not going to see it until later. Put it, you know, put it like under Copernicus. <laughs> under Copernicus. <laughs> just tape it to his belly. Yeah. yeah. Hey, boy. That's a perfect place. I'm for your daily belly rub. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh, we cut to uh, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Don't uh, Well, specifically a saxophone. Saxophone. <laughs> and then uh, and then Mar- we get to reveal Marvin Barry and the Starlighters, Marvin. and specifically Marvin Barry himself just 
eyeballing somebody out in the crowd. He looks like um, the the pilot from Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah, a little bit. I, I I'm on that, that's my second Galaxy Quest mm-hmm. reference this week, and it's just because I, I I recently watched it on yeah the old Netflix. Do you the guys know what song they're playing in this one? It is um, Night Train. Okay, because right. um, I was watching uh, Happy Days with my dad, and they played that song, and I was like, okay, did the 50s have, like, three popular songs? Like, yeah. <laughs> The answer is yes. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are the odds that it would be in both of these things? I think, I think the song, I think, okay, I think the three songs that were in the 50s, I think it was Earth <laughs> Angel, uh, Blue Moon, and hand, the Hand Jive. Well, no, and David Crockett. And Mr. Sandman. And Mr. Sandman. Oh, and Mr. Sandman. Yeah, there's, there's more. Yeah. There's a few. Maybe ten. And, and that's to say nothing of Elvis Presley. Oh, he had yeah, lots of... Yeah, and then, and, then we'll, and then after Marty McFly, there'll be six. Right. So maybe they only use this song when it's an 80s thing, thinking about the 50s. Yeah, like a nostalgia. The Happy Days, Back to the Future. They're like, oh, right. yeah, this is our nostalgia song. Right. So that I, makes sense. So I really tried looking up uh, something cool about Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. Um, it kind of turned up dry. Uh, I, I do know that yeah. for some reason the drummer's name is Reginald and none of the other members are named. All right. <laughs> Go Reginald. Yeah. Maybe it's because later on someone like says, hey, Reginald, beat up, yeah. beat up, Biff, Tan- beat up Biff Tannen. Yeah, possibly. Um, I... Uh... I just, I don't know. I I feel like, oh, actually, I mean, we, I, I, we get more of this. We get more of this. I think it's it's either tomorrow or Thursday. But there there's a Marvin is really smug about being in a band. Like, you know, they they talk about you know Marty's guitar playing being ahead of his time, but Marvin's attitude is ahead of his time. <laughs> He's got the attitude like he's in a hair metal band. Like he's just like waiting for girls to like, you know, like throw underwear on stage or something. Like I feel like he went to this prom and is just like he just picks some girl out in the crowd and is just staring at her and only her all night. Maybe like well maybe that one. <laughs> well, maybe they're the they're like the poison of Hill Valley. <laughs> like as long as like maybe in this hometown, he's like, Oh man, I love every spring. I play at the Hill Valley High School. And the girls melt. And the white women there. <laughs> ready. The ladies go cray. Uh, I actually do have the names of uh, of all members of Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. Um, mm-hmm. Actor David Harold Brown played Reginald, the drummer. The other actors <laughs> playing the Starlighters are Hank Walters Jr. as Marvin uh-huh. Berry. Of course. I feel like I feel like I want to like like I want them to play after as, as I say their name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on the saxophone, Tommy Thomas. And uh, up. Pl- wait, wait. Tommy Thomas. Tommy Thomas. Oh, that is um, rough. That's unfortunate. Yeah, Tommy Thomas. Uh, he was portrayed as a saxophone player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all the information. That is all. <laughs> and, <laughs> and playing the uptight, the uh, the uptight bass, the upright bass. <laughs> uh, Granville Danny Young. Interestingly, Granville is his real name, and Danny is his nickname. And. Uh, Lloyd L. Tolbear played the piano. Tolbear, too, is a drummer, but played the keyboards for the studio recording. 
Yeah, I, I really wanted to hear about like their adventures and like where they ended up. Yeah, like, it's because it's after this. Like, do I, any of them? Nothing... Do any of them end up playing for Chuck Berry? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Just doesn't uh, sound anywhere. Um, I, one thing I want to go back to though, I want to know, did Marty just like tell Doc that he was leaving for the dance and then go to lose, write the letter and then sneak back over and put it in, in there without telling Doc that he was coming back? Or did he come up with some excuse where he's just like, I know what I have to do and, uh, I'm going to need some coffee or something. So I'm going <laughs> hey, to go stare at the mirror. For like about a good <laughs> half hour. I'm going to go psych myself up. <laughs> I'm going uh, to go full Cameron in the mirror. goes with it. He's like, this kid's already so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to finish off this old crow. Because <laughs> I'm about to embark on my darkest adventure. He just comes in Lou's diner. He's like, hey, Lou, you have a bathroom? And he's like, yeah, in the back. <laughs> and you just see him. He goes in there and he goes in the back and you just hold on Lou and you just hear in the distance. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> then you hear like, the sound of like of like something breaking glass. Yeah, Lou's <laughs> wife just drops a glass. Damn it. <laughs> Lou's just like, I'm going to kill that kid. <laughs> Lou, what's that noise? Go inside, Sarah. <laughs> is that is that sail of what fell out of the ocean? Oh my god! Oh where my it came gosh. from? <laughs> Ain't no like no sailor I ever saw. All right. Well, um, I think this is our this is our episode with not a whole lot to talk about. I think we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. Um, More to come, though. Yeah. So so uh, Amanda. What's your, uh, I mean, this seems like a ridiculous question, um, but what's your background with the movie? Oh my God. Uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously we brought you, we brought you on because you're a really, really big fan. I'm um, like the biggest, like my friends associate me with this movie. Like they hear something about it and they send it to me. Like I honestly, anytime something new comes out in the back to the future world, like I get five messages about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like hey you like this i'm like i do i get very excited about it um do you do you have any uh like specific memories do you remember seeing yeah, it for the yeah first time definitely like um i was actually relatively older i was in like seventh or eighth grade um and it was because my family was going to universal studios for the first time and my dad wanted us to see the movie before we went on the ride because that was back when um. the ride was still out and so he's like, I'm going to put your dad in. Took the, your dad took the reverse route that mine did. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's like, I'm going to put in a like, fun 80s movie for you. And I was like, what's it about? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you. Just pay attention. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I strapped in and it was like the greatest thing ever. I mean, it wasn't like I was like immediate, like, this is my favorite movie ever. But like after that movie, I was like, so did you say there were like two more of these? Is that a thing that could happen right now? Watching <laughs> those tonight? Uh, which he did not allow. He made me wait until the next day. Uh -huh. But he's like, I have work in the morning. Uh, you, need to, you need to calm down. <laughs> but, um, and then I didn't own the movie for a while. So it would just be like when it was on TV or at a friend's house, I was like, oh my gosh, back to the future. Right. Love it. My dad always did this. My dad did this thing where he had he had like 
movies and 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 bands that he that he loved mm-hmm. but he always like let me figure it out on my own like mm-hmm. I, I remember watching like i remember like my cousin Vinny was on tv and uh-huh. and like I, I, like later that afternoon i'm like oh have you ever seen this movie called my cousin Vinny?" and my dad was like oh man yeah that's my favorite movie of all time i can quote that movie from start to finish and i'm like and you were like nev- what you've never <laughs> mentioned it like ever <laughs> That's crazy. You smoke too? Yeah. Sorry, that's yeah, later. That is later. Yeah, uh, he does though. Uh, <laughs> we've had a conversation about that. Um, it was a fun one. Uh, no, he's we're we're happy. Uh, we do it together. We smoke together. Um, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, like he, I, I, I don't have a lot of like him introducing me to stuff stories. Like I half the time I was showing him stuff. Like I introduced him to Harry Potter. Um. The one memory I do have, though, and this is kind of, uh, this is Amblin related. I think I think I told Scott this story, but one day, when I was like in the third grade, he came into my room and we had just moved into our new house, and he was like, "Hey, we got the TV working and we're watching this movie called Poltergeist. Do you want to watch it?" Mm-hmm. And the only like point of reference I had to a Poltergeist was Peeves from Harry Potter. Yeah. And he seemed like a fun dude. <laughs> and so, not the same. Yeah, and I was like, "Is it is it scary?" And he said, no, it's a family movie. And so we sit down and we watch Poltergeist. Yeah. And I was horrified. And it's over. And I turned to my dad, like, just shaking. And I'm like, (laughs) you told me that was a family movie. And, like, getting up from the couch to, like, get some more, like, chips. He was like, "Eh, it's about a family. (laughs) I didn't technically lie. From a certain point of view. Yeah, I never trusted him again. (laughs) <laughs> no, my dad was very into the whole like showing us things. Like I, I, that's how I watched all like a bunch of '80s movies and got into '80s music and '70s music and that sort of stuff. Yeah, I didn't see. Uh, I didn't watch Star Wars for the first time until I was ten. Yeah, I think mine uh, was like it was. He started doing it in like junior high. It wasn't like when we. Were kids. Mm-hmm. He wanted us to be emotionally ready. Yeah. Right. Like I was ten, I remember watching Star Wars for the first time when those THX, the THX VHS box set came out. So it was like ninety five. It was like the last version of the movies oh. released before they went special edition. Oh, I forget. And we watched the first one, and I just had always associated Star Wars with Star Trek, so I didn't think it was a thing I was interested in. Like and then we watched the first one, and was like, "Oh my god!" And and like yeah. like you, Amanda, I was like, "Did you say there were two? Yeah, movies? yeah, exactly." And he was like, he was like, yeah. And then I was like, can we watch it? And he's like, well, Empire is my favorite. And I was like, so we should watch it. And so, and so he was like, all right, fine. So we watched that one. And then of course we get to the end of Empire and I'm like, uh, he's like, you know, I had to wait three years for this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to wait one night. I was actually like pissed at my dad that he was like, no, I seriously have to go to bed. Yeah. Luckily, he we watched it. I think like on a Friday or Saturday, so yeah. we were up until like four in the morning watching the Star Wars movie. You know how you used to get um, your? Did anybody get their TV guides like on Sunday, like in the paper? Yeah. Um, yeah. I used to get those, and I would. Um, this is before we could afford a VCR. I would flip through the TV guide, and I would highlight any time that Star a Star Wars was playing on TV. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, and I would that was just how I watched it. <laughs> and then one <laughs> and then one day for Easter, um, I came home from school and, or like preschool, I guess, because like, I must have been like four or five. And um, 
and on the bed was uh, an Easter present for the whole family, and it was a VCR and that THX like VHS trilogy. Oh, yeah, nice. And I was just like, I can watch Star Wars whatever oh. I want. <laughs> This good. is the epitome of home entertainment. <laughs> oh my yeah, the, those the, that THX box set and the Back to the Future movies on VHS, I wore those out like crazy. Yeah, watched them constantly. Yeah. Um, the drummer for uh, the Starlighters <laughs> looks exactly like Keegan Michael Key. Does he? In this shot, he does. Okay. Fair enough. Oh yeah, I guess he does kind of. Interesting. I'm surprised it was um, never uh, like a Back to the Future sketch in Key and Peele. That is strange. It seems like something they would absolutely do. Yeah. That Gremlins 2 sketch is like legendary. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, I think that about wraps up uh, Minute 77. Well, Scott, friends, Romans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you uh, want to go on our website, backtothefutureminute.com, you can leave comments uh, about this episode or past episodes. I was I was reading them last night. Uh, they're they're fun. They're really they're really they're really like oh there are some they're always like really cool facts and observations that I didn't mm-hmm. know about. I'm like oh sweet. Uh, email contact at backtothefutureminute.com if you have anything you'd like to say uh, in a future episode or dibs about like a memory you have with the movies. Tweet at us at BTTF Minute. Uh, Tumblr at us at bttfminute.tumblr.com. We actually get more Tumblers than, than Twitters most times, right, Scott? Yeah, I actually think Amanda's a big part Yeah, of that. yeah, that's how I found you guys was on there. Oh, sweet. Nice. And then uh, we have a Facebook. Uh, we have an iTunes where you can leave. We have all of iTunes where you can leave us a review. Uh, it's the coolest thing you can do to a podcast is leave like, a five-star review. It really helps us out. And as always, we have our other podcast, The Doctor's Companion, where we'll be watching old episodes of Doctor Who from before uh, the Cold War, and I'm nervous about it. And uh, (laughs) our show, Geek by Night, is alive, and it is ready to be downloaded into your phone to give you a hug with your ears. Uh, Episode 2 comes out January 20th. I I listen... That's that's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I listened to episode 1 again on my phone last night. Oh yeah? yeah, just just, just going through. Pumps. Yeah, I'm just really proud of everyone. Like I just like Morgan's really good, and I just I was I was listening to it, and I was like, oh man, I'm so proud of us. We did it. Mm-hmm. We did do it. And All as right. always, our sister podcast, uh, Star Wars Minute, and our little brother <laughs> Minute. Uh, got me a little brother. Why are they the sister? I don't know. Uh, they're the patriarch. They're the patriarchs. Uh, Star Wars Minute and Goodfellas Minute. Check those out. They're awesome. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.